ladies and gentlemen, I'm Matt. I'm Jimmy. We are two average guys, and we're back Welcome talking back. about a uh, little Northwestern beatdown yes. yesterday. So, Actually, looked like a football team. And as you uh, as you'll see from our title here, it was fundamental uh, beatdown. So did a lot of things right. Yes. Um, <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm just going to give a quick. A quick uh, five-second recap of how I was excited about the game yesterday. Okay. And five different times I can tell you where I was up out of my seat. I don't know the last time I was out of my seat excited in an excited way during a Husker game. More than a couple times. So, first one. Okay. First play of the game, 70-yard pass. Yep. We huge, never see that. Never huge, see that. Huge uh, job by Toure going and adjusting his route to the middle of the field to catch that ball. Huge play. Number two, the sack by JoJo Doman on their first possession yes. on third down. Huge sack, came untouched, big hit on Holinsky. Three, the uh, the strip by the end zone. JoJo Doman knocks the ball out. DeAndre Thomas recovers it. Again, 13. Stud. Betts, 83-yard run for a touchdown. Okay. Stud, speed. We've talked about him before and how he doesn't look like he's running that fast. He didn't look like he was running that fast, but he covered the field in a short amount of time. Sure did. And the last one, and maybe the most important to remember from yesterday, because we've been hanging on it since day one of the season. <laughs> Eighty-four <laughs> yard punt. Eighty-four yards. That's the probably the longest punt in Memorial Stadium since the Buffalo kicker kicked at eighty-one yards. The the or the well, kicker, and, the quarterback. And didn't that go into the end zone? So it technically wasn't even eighty-one. Yeah, I technically it yes, like a it was a touchback. Yeah, so eighty-four. He kicked it from our own end zone, and that ball landed. At the twenty-four yard line, that landed and bounced, up to, and and bounced to the six. Yeah, I mean that's that's probably the best punt any Husker kickers ever had. I, <laughs> someone look up the stats. Long I was out of my seat and I'm like, "What the hell just happened? Did we just really kick it eighty-four yards?" Right. I mean, I was psyched but, out of my mind. I totally agree with you. Those on, are five on moments. All five of yours. Uh, and you can even add, not to take anything away from your five, because they were fantastic. Uh-huh. But I know some. People were saying one of their biggest plays of the game, and when I read it, I said the Betts play was bigger in my mind, yeah. but was Yant's 64-yard run. It was just yes. uh, you know a guy that hasn't seen much playing time gets the ball, and he was a beast all day. Hence the the walk-on uh, I mean, beers that Matt's drinking. Yeah, today. so I got some uh, infusion uh, walk-on red ale. It's good. Uh, just picked sure this up is. today from High V. So if you get a chance, it is local beer month. So pick up some local beer. This one is from Infusion. Uh, definitely a good red ale. Uh, so check it out if you get a chance. Very good beer. Um, but yeah, I mean, from the get go, just couldn't it, ask for a better start. Before the game even started, and if anybody had talked about this game or talked to anybody about this game, people were like, you know, last ten games we played them were five and five. Last ten meetings, so we generally play them close. It's generally a tough defensive game for Northwestern. They're fundamentally sound on offense, defense. They're not going to score a bunch on offense. No, but they but they move the ball and time clock management. Yep, and they're very disciplined. They don't get a lot of penalties. They don't turn the ball over. You know, typically. Um, yeah. And I think they said between all the matchups since we joined the Big Ten, and they've been our, in our divisions, so we've played them every yep. single year. I think it's like seven point differential yeah. in our favor. Yeah. Out of all the games combined. Uh, all of them. So I did not see a fifty six to seven game coming. Even though we talked about it, we you know, we weren't sure Northwestern was you know, as good as they have been these last few years. But uh 
just with how we've seen us these last few weeks making mistakes, you yeah. know, we figured something like that might happen and the score would be closer than it should be. Yeah. But it wasn't the case. No, I mean, I, I predicted 38-17. I thought we'd get two or three turnovers on defense, and we should have. Reimer should have had two interceptions. He missed both of them. I think we had another shot for an interception as well. But we had the one turnover inside the five, which was huge. It was 28-7 at that point. That was a right. game-changer. Game you cut for it sure. down to two scores, a big game-changer. So that was exciting to see. Um, but 38-17, I'm like, they, they might put up some points um, just knowing – knowing what sometimes that field position is important and we haven't won the field position all year so we did everything right for the most part we did My, everything right in the game and i've had very few predictions i actually had one for this game um it was 24 to 10 i figured they wouldn't be able to move the ball yeah we've scored been scoring around that 17 to 20 point range yep. i thought maybe we'd get a little bit more than that not 56 and here's the problem is people are like, oh, it's Northwestern. You know, they're not very good. They're having a down I don't care game. who it is. That's, that's the most points I think Fitz has ever given up in a Big Ten game. Um, two, maybe, maybe not the most he's given up, but it was definitely the most yards he's given up um, on the ground. We had 657 total yards, which is the most his team has ever given up. 427 rushing yards, which I think is the most they've ever given up as a team. At one point, it was like 254 rushing yards to negative two. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's again, you can say all you want about Northwestern and how how good or not good they are this year. The fact of the matter is that game was over after the first quarter when it was 21-7. Well, and you can also say the hype around that running back from Michigan State was he ran all over Northwestern. He did. And, I mean, they didn't score that many points. Yeah. I mean, they, they beat Northwestern by 17 points. Exactly. So, I mean, again, you can you got to look at not just the game that we played yesterday, but Northwestern's previous games, who they've played, and who we've played so far and how we've played those games. We should be – we technically should be 6-0. and We, we had a, a, every opportunity to beat Oklahoma. Yep. We, again, we beat ourselves. Special teams killed us, and, and our offense was not good that game, not great. Um, and then Illinois. I mean, we win those two games. And Michigan State. We, we hurt ourselves Michigan State. Those three games, easily 5-1, and 6-0 no team. And guess what? We're probably in the top 10 at that point because we would have beat a top 20 Michigan. If we're a 5-1 team State. with a loss at Oklahoma, that's kind of where I'd see yeah. we should be at right now yeah. with a one-possession loss at, loss at Oklahoma yeah. with opportunities to win that game. I think we would be about a top 10. It'd be... I mean, we're, at least in the top we're, we're already 15, playing yeah. Michigan at six thirty ABC game this week, but th- that'd yeah. be game, you know game day. That'd be a top ten matchup. Yeah, that's a top be. ten game. Yeah, because um, Michigan will probably be right on the cusp with all the teams losing. And Michigan, how does Michigan? How does Michigan play? What's their game? They run the ball. Yeah, they're not a pass heavy team. They they're gonna run the ball. They can pass it, yeah. but they're gonna run it. And guess what? How have we done against the run this year? Fantastic. Very well. So I mean, I. I think there should be a lot of optimism and a lot of hope going into next week. Not only going into next week, but going to Purdue, playing Minnesota, playing Wisconsin, playing Iowa, playing Ohio State. Every game remaining on the schedule, again, not just based off of yesterday's game. Right. This is it's based been off the last of three. Yes. And you could even, I mean. Really every game. You, you can really say that Buffalo game with the defense stepping up the way they did. Mm-hmm. I know the offense only scored 28 points, and we left a lot of <laughs> points on the field. But that starting there, building with Oklahoma, yeah, into last week, obviously a 
colossal mistake to lose that game. Yep. But this might be a turning point. I, mean, so, I think a couple yeah. weeks ago was a turning point, and it's just a step-by-step-by-step. By step by step. If we can beat Michigan this weekend, this upcoming weekend, it's, then yeah. we should be favored in the rest of those, some of the rest of those. Maybe not Ohio State, but you know what I mean. But maybe. I mean, honestly, Ohio State's defense is very suspect this year. So they haven't had much of a schedule to play against yet. Um, well, and Martinez is up there in rushing touchdowns and yards by a quarterback, and maybe not even just in the Big Ten, but in the country. And we're throwing the ball downfield. Yeah. Not, not only do we have uh, vocal like Bex, uh, Betts, Martin, uh, even Wyatt Lever, we have uh, Omar Manning, Samari mm-hmm. Tour. We have all these guys we can throw to, tons of weapons, and we're uh, using them. Yeah. We're um, using them. And, and we are. And we're able to use them because we, you know, that run game's starting to click a little bit. Some offensive line changes. I liked that. They were fantastic. Um, Move Turner. Turner went from left tackle to right tackle, and he he was good on that right side. Mm-hmm. Teddy came in and was really good on that left side. Uh, I, I don't I, his name escapes me, but whoever we had to start at left guard, I think it was his first start. He was he was the offensive line was great. They were yeah. opening holes all day long. Oh yeah, yeah. I think uh, you know again. I I think the offense. We saw a big, a big tick in the offense because of the way we were able to set the tone up front. Well, um, and you look at that Betts 83-yard touchdown. Yeah. If you if you replay that play, the blocking on that was fantastic. You had Allen come across. Mm-hmm. You had Vokalek block. Yep. And then I can't remember uh, who. Ramir maybe. It was either. I think it was Johnson or Torrey or somebody on the. One of the receivers on the outside, maybe. We, we it was had, awesome. They had five defenders, and we had three guys blocking. But the fact that we knew Betts could get out in front of those two, those, I think maybe linebackers that were coming after him. I mean, he had the speed and had the edge to make that cut. And, and I, we all we needed was three blockers. I, I text you. I said, when he got the ball, I said, he gone. And I did, wasn't really sure he was. But yeah, he's got that speed, man. It's crazy. Yeah, and so um, talk about Yant here. So, I mean, we talked about Yant after the spring game. It was like, man, we hope to see him play. Talked about maybe, hey, could we get him in a fullback and do some blocking. He came in. He did. Brandon mentions here. He came in overweight. He was. He was a big dude. They wanted him to lose some weight. Um, So, I mean, that's fine. Um, And I think he did. And he's he's probably slimmed down a little bit. And that's probably why he hasn't played yet is because he needed to get it better in shape. Well. To be able to run at 64 he's probably, yards. He's, yeah, and he's probably. Is it what, 6'2", 6'3"? I think you said keep him in, like let him finish it. And I was like, he's probably gassed. You yeah, know, if he yeah. cuts a little bit more, he takes that for a touchdown next time, you know? Yeah, absolutely. But, but I like that power style running that he had. And he was running through guys and getting stiff eight, army guys eight, 10 12 yards a pop it, it was awesome i think i put out there like after that one uh, run to the left that he made he's like excuse me excuse me i have a first down to gain he yeah. got like a 12 yard run i mean <laughs> he's just bulldozing guys and that's that's what that's what you can expect from him i think moving forward but again the the entire tone of that game was set up front by our offensive line from the very first play to the very last play no matter what quarterback was in Mm-hmm. Adrian Martinez, after the game, they asked they asked him about the offensive line and the changes that were made, and he kind of smirked and he said, "I don't think I was touched all game." He wasn't. I don't think he was touched they, all game. Made, they didn't even, he didn't have to scramble the, out the, the backfield. First, the, fir- uh, the first play, the long touchdown, or not long touchdown, but the long seventy yard pass. That was the only one that they got close to him. And you know why? That was Teddy's first snap, and Teddy's feet were not set correctly. No, that's probably true. Got his feet close together. He got pushed side. back. 
Um, but the only other time I remember, he had to scramble one other time where he was getting close, where the pocket started to collapse. But he had the the momentum to get up front and move to the right and make a throw. And he and they even pointed out on TV, like watch him scramble out of the pocket. Here does a great job of recognizing the defense and knowing where he needs to go to to get into an open spot to make that pass. And that's what he did. Um, yeah, again, I think that line. I, I think that should be the discussion moving forward. Is not yes again northwestern they are down they lost a lot of guys due to graduations due to transfers um some injuries so yes they they are having a down year and i don't know it's probably fits it's probably his worst team altogether but i think there's a lot of youth too so i think they have some growing pains they're going through but you still have to play fundamentally sound football we didn't even have a false start until what the third late third quarter mid third quarter yeah and uh, you know we didn't have a penalty until until that third penalty, quarter, yeah. and, and no, the the first one was a pass interference by Nick. Oh yeah, 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 and, and that was clearly it, it was. <laughs> he, yeah, he knocked him down. You know, it, the guy was kind of running in his lane, if you will. But he decked him anyway. Right. It was the right call. But either way, I but think, no, I I think the first false start penalty. I, I think we may have even shifted in some backups at that point. So. And then we definitely got a few more down the line. What do we got here? Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna address this. So Zom, <laughs> one thing to say that Cam Taylor is uh, a little overrated, selfish, always going for the interception, not playing sound when they throw it his way to complete a pass. Okay, so I have I have some thoughts because I think that's probably the one thing that was talked about most as far as because obviously our defense played really well. Um, the one touchdown, Cam Taylor got beat on a double move. He was going, he was probably trying trying to to jump the route. And I don't disagree. I don't know if it's selfish, Zom. Maybe just difference of opinion. I don't know if it was selfish. Because, I mean, you can't blame a guy for wanting to get an interception and potentially jump a route and go pick six. Especially when the game's 21 um, to nothing. But the the guy did put a good move on him. And he just, he wasn't paying attention. And he got caught. He got caught flat-footed. Obviously, not able to catch up. uh, Just got blown. So, I get it. I can see what you say a little bit on when the ball goes his way, they they do tend to catch it. I will say he's probably, you know, on every team's best wide receiver. Yeah. And that guy from Northwestern was pretty decent. But uh, and man, I thought it, he had that. I thought he had the interception. I think it was in the third quarter where they threw the ball to the right side. I thought he had the interception. Apparently, the guy caught it. I thought, oh yeah, I thought he I thought had it. Thing. I was I like, "Did we just thing. intercept it?" And the guy comes over the ball. I was like, "Oh, I thought he got the ball." So I, I can see it because he does try to jump routes a lot. He does try to get the ball, um, and most of the year it hasn't hurt us. Um, but yesterday, obviously, they got that seven based on that on that throw. So um, I can see both points of view. Um, again, difference of opinion. I, I see some of that as well, but I also see that him being just trying to be perfect and trying to do everything he can to help his team out. So I, I see both ways. It, I, I get it. I, again, it, it bothered you. Um, I, I I was just going to say this, and then Zom said it. <laughs> Before the season, they asked him how many yep. interceptions he said and what he said. His jersey more number, than his number, right? yeah. More than his number, yeah. Yep, so, so I get it. Yeah, um, that's, that's a good point, Zom. It yep. is. I like him. I mean, I like him a lot. We've liked him for years. But I can see where you're coming from. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, and sorry, I missed the other question that was up there from Brandon. Um, but, again, I'll, Martinez – you know, Frost mentioned after the game too is, you know, he takes so much crap and he gets he gets beat down a lot by 
uh, really the media and the fan base for a lot of different things. And and guess what? He wasn't even perfect yesterday. He missed some wide open receivers. And, and to me, he's he's trying to be too perfect on some of those throws. And you can see when he tries to do a little touch pass, he missed bets over the middle. He was wide open. Threw it high. Yeah. He missed, I think it, it might have been, um, I think he might have missed bets also on the outside when he overthrew him as well. Just trying to be too pretty with it instead of just throwing a strike. And he doesn't want to make that mistake. He doesn't want to throw an interception because he knows he has a history of throwing interceptions. And so right. um, I think he gets in his head sometimes. But yesterday, I mean, again, we're throwing deep bombs that we have not done since he's been a freshman. We have not thrown 30-plus yard uh, passes a lot, really. And... There's a couple things that go into that. We haven't really had much of a deep threat type receivers. We haven't had offensive line given time. Um, yeah. And, you know, like we've talked about, Northwestern maybe not th- the best opponent this year, but those are the type of games that you do want to see them try some of those things. Yeah. Because in, in, in these next few weeks, we're going to be in tight games. We're going to need a big play like that. Yep. We're going to need a 30-yard touchdown pass to Torre, you know. Yeah. So well, and he threw a deep one to Betts too, which he he didn't hit it over his left shoulder, which would have been the best chance for Betts. But he had to make Betts come back a little to the right side, which ended up being pass interference, oh, which yeah. was the right yeah. call. Yeah. Um, but again, you you got to take those deep shots, and, and and sometimes that's that's what you take them for. Yeah. Maybe, maybe get a penalty, get a first down on yeah. a third and long. Now, it was actually really good coverage, but um, it was just a little to the right, and he didn't allow Betts to get back to it. And, uh, and Zom, you never have to apologize for stating your opinion. Again, I can see it um, and still love CTB. I, I love the entire defense. And, um, Reimer's yeah, the, a stud. Reimer, 100%. Again, you want, you want to talk about walk-ons? Yeah, Let's talk about Luke Reimer. I mean, that guy was a walk-on. I believe he earned a scholarship. If he's not, he's getting one. Yeah, he definitely he has his black shirt. Um, he is probably our fastest defender besides maybe Garrett Nelson. And those two probably go toe-to-toe when it comes to going and, and getting that ball, that ball hawk on the defense. I mean, he, we saw it against Michigan I'm, State. We I love saw it against Doman, Oklahoma. so I'm a little partial to Doman. But Nelson, Reimer, all those guys, man, you love to watch them. Doman is extremely calculated when it comes to his where he goes and when he goes. Um, and Garrett Nelson and Luke Reimer, is, not that they're not calculated, but I think they just they just go. Yeah. They're always going. The ball's there. I'm going to go for it. Yeah. Doman's trying to say, okay, where are they going to go next, not where's the ball now. Yeah. And that's why I think a little bit of a difference is. But, um, yeah, Reimer's always around he the ball. He is always around the ball. He's ball. definitely it, defensive player of the year. Absolutely. I think he is. Again, they, they mentioned, I can't remember what game it was. Um, it was one of the first couple games for Nebraska. And someone uh, was commenting and said uh, that he is a future NFL talent. Reimer. Yeah, and I'm like absolutely here. And here's what I told my buddy last night. I was watching the game with Pootie. He said, "I said our linebackers, Reimer and Doman, those two guys. I put them next to Nate Gary and Luke Gifford all day, and they may even be better than those guys. Yeah, and be. I love both those guys. Yeah, but I could. I, I think they are. I think they're better. I think this year they're proving." Their strength and they're they're able to adjust to plays. They're able to make those open field tackles. They're able to go after the ball, uh, get turnovers. I mean, they are they've stepped up big time this year. And those are NFL caliber guys. They are going to play at the next level. Yeah, I mean, they're even kind of remind me a little bit of Will Compton, mm-hmm. you know. And he wasn't really a, a big contributor really until later on in his Husker career, yep. and then made the NFL. He's yeah. out there a lot on social media. Yeah, so, <laughs> um, yeah, I just, man, it was just a fun game. I mean, this this is what happens when you play football at the level that you should 
even against a team that's not again you're playing a team that's not as good as you technically um but again we know the history between the two teams yet we went out there and we spanked them it wasn't like oh we're gonna maybe be close in the fourth quarter we got not only um did smothers get to play a lot but we got Masker in the game. It was awesome. I mean, another walk on, and, and they scored a touchdown. And it's, yeah, I mean, it was just, and he had a, he had a really good pass. I mean, he, did, he had a couple good passes. Bro, Brody Belt was out there again, trying to catch passes. I mean, I love seeing these guys that don't get to play often. How often in a Power Five game against a Big Ten opponent are we getting backups in the game? Right. I, you just don't see it happen. Well, I'm, I like Zom. Agree with on Stilly. He's stuck it out. Mm-hmm. He doesn't get enough love. I love him too. Um, but yeah, going back to what you're saying. How many times have we gotten up by a couple of touchdowns and kind of let our foot off the gas and let a team back in? And so it is a game in the fourth yeah. quarter. I can think of Penn State last year. Yep. Um, we were up a couple scores early, and we had to hold on to win that game. Yeah. I mean, we just haven't seen that, well, what we did yesterday again in, in 20, a long time. 28-7, they get the ball down inside the five, and I think, and then we get a penalty or something. We had an offside or something like that. Um, we had a defensive penalty that got them a first down or something inside the five, if yeah. I remember correct. But then we get a stop on the first on the first try, and then we get the our defenders weren't even blocked. I think JoJo and uh, DeAndre Thomas. Thomas both got in there without yep. getting touched, and they went low. I mean, that was one of the best plays I've seen by our defense without even getting touched. And that's something our defense. I don't think they let off the gas. I think Northwestern had a really a few good plays. That Robinson, their wide receiver, was he was really good. The running back. Um, can't remember his name now. Number six, I think it was, or number eleven. He was good. He was a bulldozer. Well, um, and even their quarterback. I mean, at one point, Polinsky. he was he was like fourteen of eighteen or something. I yeah. mean, he wasn't playing back. I mean, he wasn't. They just couldn't get the ball deep. Yeah, they couldn't throw deep at all. So I mean, but we, you know, that's at that point. That's where I see a lot of that let up. Is hey, we're up by three <laughs> scores. Which is, is has been rare over the years, but we're up by a few scores. What's going to happen next? And again, twenty eight fourteen, twenty eight seven is totally different feeling. And we get the ball back, and then you know we're able to push the lead and be up, you know, by four scores at, at half. And yeah, incredible. It's a good question, Zom. We have talked about it before. Um, I don't know. It would, it's definitely going to be interesting. I mean, <laughs> so sorry, Fitz, I apologize for the uh, He said that he was excited. This is the last time he's going to have to see Martinez. And I'm thinking, are you sure? I mean, Martinez isn't getting drafted. And are you sure it's the last time you're going to see him? Because he could be back next year. That's what I mean. I would I would love to see Martinez back next year with not only – because technically Toure has another year too. Yeah. Because of COVID. So he could play another year. We still have Omar Manning could play another year. We have bets still. We have all these guys on offense, kind of like the defense, very similar. We're going to lose a lot of defensive guys. Yeah, we will. But we've seen a lot of defensive guys also step up. But the offensive side of the ball, now we're seeing, if we see this offensive line we saw yesterday throughout the rest of the year, imagine that line going into next year with Martinez as the quarterback. Now, not that I don't think Smothers couldn't do it, but with Martinez, it's a different feel. I mean, well, he's, he is playing like his freshman self when he runs the ball, and he's throwing the ball better than he did his freshman year. Nice sack, Randy Gregory. Gregory. So anyway, um, no, something that you said, and I, I, I was almost grabbing my phone to text you before, and then you text me. I, I didn't really like what we did when we put Smothers in the game. Agree. And it was different than when we put Mask in the game because we actually threw the ball and made plays. The the game plan with Smothers was kind of how our offense looked the first couple games. Kind of hand the ball up the middle for a yard or two. Yep. Um, 
smothers keepers, which is fine because he's he's a good quick runner. Yeah. It just wasn't an offensive game plan, you know, when you give those guys reps. Yeah. I don't care what the score is. Yeah. Let them throw the ball a little bit. Um, Agreed. Get guys some reps. Get receivers in there. Get the ball in their hands. Um, I don't know. And, and, more, and more, more than anything, that's what I was hoping for is, okay, we got Smothers coming in. Yeah, we're going to run the ball. I but know, I let's get that. let's get some pass. Let's get him to pass the ball, which, again, you're already you know, beating this team up. And, you know, are you going to run up the score? Well, the score's already run up for the most part. We could have scored even three more touchdowns probably. But um, we'll talk about Yan again here in a second, Kyle. Don't worry. We love the guy. We did talk about him, but we'll get back to him. Um but I think Smothers, again, I want to see his arm because he threw a couple good passes. Yep. He also missed some passes too. Um, but I, I thought we kind of just sat back for a second um, and said, eh, you know, we're going to run the clock out. Well, there's like six minutes left in the third quarter. Was yeah. it third quarter? Yeah, well, I and know, I'm like, we, I, like, I know it, Martinez it, didn't even need to come there, out in the second there half. Was, there was like nine minutes left, and I was like, man, are we really going to start pulling guys? I yeah. mean, can we do that? To answer your questions, um, no, he doesn't. Um, he last year with the COVID year, they didn't. They only had like one guy do it instead of two or whatever, mm-hmm. and then he decided he didn't want to do it anymore. Yeah. Um, and it was mainly just he was a sideline guy and wasn't kind of a middleman for when they'd go to review. Yeah. Um, he can get a pass for the sidelines, I think, um, but he wasn't able to go this week. So, Hook it up. <laughs> um, <Right. laughs> um, so yeah, I I think you know he Matt, was in the paper though the other day. He Sorry, was. He I don't was. know if you saw it. He's he in the was. sports page. Thirty six years. Rough in high school football. John Jankowski. Um, yeah, so I think, uh, you know, yes, Adrian can come back. I think Smothers is very capable of running the offense. Um, we have yet to see Harburg. I thought we might see him yesterday, but it could be, again, a, a learning the offense thing. Well, um, and I, I'm sure he probably is number three and Masker's number four. Maybe not now. Maybe. But Masker's, I mean, he's probably never, really never going to play. So yeah. that gave him an opportunity Shit. to play, and it was awesome. His first play, wasn't it? Uh, he, he kept it. it was an R- yeah, it was an RPO. And he kept it for like eight, ten and he just bust. I was like, holy shit, he's fast. Yeah, I know. He busted up the middle. And I he was, was like, hyped. Oh, I'm sure he was just hyped oh, with that God. crowd. And, oh, God. You know, getting in there. Oh, so, so we haven't talked about it yet. Again, Kyle, we, we will get back to the running I'll backs let him here know. in a second. But I'll let him know you said that, Zom. Let's talk about our crowd last night. So... Nine, they said eighty-seven thousand plus. So I know we what eighty, close to ninety thousand fans in that stadium. <clears throat> I I told turn told I turned to my buddy. I said I haven't seen the stadium that packed for a Husker game at home in a very long time. I mean, it had like been, it was packed it to been, the edges. It had been two and a half years, I think, since the night game at Memorial Stadium. Ninety thousand strong. And not a single person left until that final well, whistle. And that's the thing. If you if you want to go back and figure out who our last home game was, it may have been Ohio State when we had game day. Mm-hmm. And so we probably didn't have as many fans there because people thought we were going to get blown out like yeah. we did. Yeah. Uh, or maybe they didn't stay as long. You know, weren't staying been. as long. So every, that was awesome. Every seat filled really? until the final whistle. And people stayed as long as they possibly could because that was a game – I think everybody. I saw you at the games, Um, I was supposed <laughs> to be at the game. Didn't end up working out, but yeah. that's all right. Um, I think this is a game, and a lot of people I think would agree with this that we needed for again almost another confidence booster. Like right. this is one of those games. Like Michigan State and Oklahoma were huge. I think you saw a lot of improvement. This game was just in a, a in a very improved game 
with very few mistakes. Mm -hmm. Very few mistakes. And it's funny because Frost, after the first half, you're like, oh, I find it funny. Frost is still pissed about something. He was. But what was he mad about, Jimmy? He was mad about... um, He said we left a a score on the board when we put the ball on the ground on that option that Martinez pitched and lost a bunch of yards. Um, Thought the defense um, let up on the touchdown drive they had. Which, I mean... Yeah, maybe maybe a touch. That that I think that was mental though. That was a mental mistake by CTV. That's all. That and was. That was what was extremely what was, mental. What was the other? What were the other things like that he said that I texted you about? Can't remember what else he said. Um, yeah. There was three or four things. It was basically, you know, the offensive line looked better, but um, but we could have scored more, we and we could have left the zero on the board. Right, and I mean, he's not wrong. He's not wrong, but yeah, and it was, I, a, good, it was a good first half. Again, if you watch, if you watch any other. Any other coach, no matter if they're winning or losing at halftime, they know there's always something to improve on. And so going into half, I like I like that attitude by Frost. Is yes, we are up by four scores at this point. Well, but we could be up by five, and I think or it, we could have a zero on the board. I think it was maybe a little of this is what we see in practice. This is what we expect. Exactly. This is what we have wanted everyone to see, and so. It's kind of frustrating that yeah. it's finally coming, but this is it. And yeah. we still have a few things to clean up, but this is it. But this, this is what we've been talking about for years, is, or for, since Frost got there, is this is the kind of offense we want to see, and this is the kind of defense we want to see. You are seeing on both sides of the ball last night what Nebraska can do and why they're dangerous. Joel Klatt said, too, he's like, this is the Nebraska team that we've been waiting for. This is the Nebraska yeah. team I've been waiting for as Again, as a Colorado quarterback, it's hard for him to say, I'm sure, but he's also a realist, and he he realizes what this team can do if they're clicking on all fundamentals and all parts of the game. Well, and, you know, when you you have success early, that's fun. And a lot of these guys for five, six years, it hasn't been fun. Yeah. So when it's fun, and, you know, even the last couple weeks, hanging in there with some top 20 teams. Yeah. That's fun. So... That you know, maybe the attitude has changed kind of across the board, mm-hmm. players and coaches, and you know everything to where things are starting to click in the right direction. Trev Alberts was on the field after the game, high five and frost, high five and the high five and frost, high five and the defensive guys coming out. Casey Rogers was playing, which was great. It was great. Um, that was uh, Des Moines' pick yeah, of the yeah, yeah. defensive pick yep. of the year, and unfortunately, unfortunately he was hurt he's been hurt for a few games, but but we've been able to we got to see him play yesterday. Damian Jackson just goes out there Gosh, and balls out. I want him to get a sack so bad. He's he like wants this close every time. He just he wants to hit, he just wants to get it done. He's so close. So I love seeing him on the field. But Trev Alberts going up to not only the players but the coaches. Also before the game, he went out and shook the hands of every single recruit. Um, yeah, Bill, Bill, I don't know if Bill Moose ever attended a football game. So are all the. He's probably in the press box. I am loving Trev Alberts already. Well, he has the right attitude. He gave Frost not only a handshake but a hug, told him congratulations. I mean, that's you what know. you want to see from someone who supports the program. And he, he they did interview him. Uh, Greg Sharp did interview him mm-hmm. on Sports Nightly this week, and I listened to some of it and then obviously heard all the clips back. I mean, he's not necessarily calling Frost out, but he's saying, you know, we need to see something. And that, yeah. that was the first Absolutely. step in the right direction. He for saw sure. something, right? But, yeah. Yeah. Um, 
for us to prove something, that's for sure. But no, big recruiting weekend, not only for football, which is great, but basketball, basketball and baseball. Yeah, and volleyball has been there, too. Honored, Volleyball's been playing well, they too. They honored the big uh, baseball for winning the Big Ten yep. baseball last year. Yeah, the athletics, a lot of cool. athletics Hall of Fame, Jordan Larson and uh, Eric Crouch. And, yeah, just, I mean, a lot it was of, just a lot going cool, on. Cool weekend. Um, I think, too, one thing that we probably saw that maybe behind behind the scenes that maybe we didn't recognize during the game is the, the play calling. I mean, mm. we saw a lot of option again. We saw that play to bets. I mean, that wasn't a normal option play. That was no. just a quick pitch. That's all Bear. that was. That was... That was a quick pitch. We had we have Toure no he can run. We had uh, Omar Manning come out of the back. Uh, he, he, well, he did a he pitch. Was, he did an option. A pitch play as well. It. So we're seeing the play calling being adjusted throughout the season. And that's uh, to me, last night, that was glaringly obvious. When was the last time we tried to throw the ball deep on the first play of a game? We haven't scored all year on our first drive of the game. No. That was the first time. We had scored, like, what'd they say? We had scored how many points in the first quarter? Yeah. All season combined? Like, 10? Over the last, 14? like, seven years, it's been low. The yeah. number's been low. So, you if, if people do not see the progress of this team, I don't care who we played and beat yesterday. It was a power fight opponent. It was also a Big Ten opponent. It was in your own division opponent. It was a great win right. for Nebraska. And, I mean, if, not saying that anybody's right or wrong. I mean, we, we just have opinions, right? We do. But we do. a lot of these guys are saying Nebraska's going to find a way to six wins. And if you look at the schedule, I mean, at this point, looking at, at, you know to start the season, this back half, you're like, I don't know if we're going to be able to get three wins out of those six <laughs> games. And it's looking more and more like that's going to be able to happen. Not not only that, you know, it's funny. We, <laughs> we can go back to our very first episode. when we or It was the very first one we had uh, Brandon Kinney on. And I was talking, we're going, no, Brandon, my, you know, we, didn't have it on, we haven't had it on this year, but we're talking about our schedule. And so the, this year? Yeah. Um, was it before the season? Maybe. But we were looking at our schedule. Yeah, he, yeah, he was here. We were talking about our wins, and I somehow got to nine wins. <laughs> and you're laughing. You're like, wait, that, you just said, because I was the 84 guy. That might have just been our, our first. It was preseason. It was our preseason. Our first show. And Zom was like, wow, you guys are really <laughs> drinking the Kool-Aid. <laughs> um, but here's the, here's the deal. Kool-Aid, Kool-Aid aside, and we'll get to your question here, Ross, in a second about Michigan game. Um, Kool-Aid for, aside. I'm gunning for Wisconsin and Iowa. Kool-Aid aside, we have Michigan, Purdue, Minnesota, and then what, Ohio, Ohio State, State, Wisconsin, Wisconsin Iowa. Iowa. So Michigan, Purdue, Minnesota. Minnesota beat Purdue by, what, a touchdown? It's a close game. Minnesota's Minnesota struggling game this year. Going. Minnesota, here's my deal with Minnesota. They lost Mo Abraham, which I think is their biggest loss of the year, and I think that is why their offense is struggling because he is that heart of the offense. Well, and Minnesota typically runs. I'm fine with run, it. They, they run the ball typically pretty <laughs> run well. run first. They run the ball against us typically pretty well. Yep. We can I, stop that run. And Wisconsin is – they are so bad. They they moved on from Mertz. Uh, their backup is not good. I don't know who their third string is. I don't think is. they moved on from Mertz. He got hurt. I don't know. They might as well move on from him, man. <laughs> he got hurt. They pulled. Up. You said that to me, and I'm watching highlights, and I'm like, he got hurt. Maybe, they, maybe that was them moving on from him as he got hurt. I suppose. Um, but they're just—they are not—they're not good. They don't have that run threat that they usually have, and yeah. I think that's why Jack Cohn, you know, going to Notre Dame was like, oh, this is going to be a great fit for him. See, he did so good at Wisconsin, but really, he relied a lot on the run game in Wisconsin yeah. too. He's not a bad quarterback, but he just he's a he's a pocket quarterback. And so Wisconsin, Minnesota, Purdue, they're all struggling. Those are three wins that we definitely should 
to me, should have. Yeah. Iowa. It's really tough, man, because we really should have just won that Illinois game. <laughs> we 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 stop we stop Michigan's run game. We win that game. So Ross, here you go. Prediction against Michigan. Stop the run game. We win the game. Yeah. We know we can stop the run game. I think we win the game. I, I think, think it's so gonna too be close. because I think we could get a turnover or two through the air, mm-hmm. or you know maybe one through the air and a fumble or something like We're that. We're gonna strip. Garrett Nelson's gonna get a turnover. I'm calling it out. Garrett Nelson's gonna get either Garrett an Nelson, interception. Garrett Nelson doing the. Oh man, oh, he was man. ready for ACDC. Gosh. It's like he knew it was coming. Um, I think I think he's going to either get a, a forced fumble, fumble recovery on your side. He's going to get a turnover. Some way he is going to be a part of a turnover next week against Michigan. Um, I think it. I think it's going to be close though. I, I think it, it's going it to be, be. Uh, within ten points. It, you know, with us playing at home, if we have that crowd like we did last night, um, and the team shows up, maybe they should roll in with their. Same, suits again same suits bring the su- first ca- time get your cowboy hat first on time Cam since 71 is that what they said first Maybe. time you worn suits since Maybe. 70 or 81 get your get your cowboy Underwear. hat on jurgens um everybody looking fresh yeah, Trey thomas with the backwards sideways yep, hat yeah good um, um yeah man we but i think come he, out the same way i think the spread I think the spread's probably going to be two scores in favor of Michigan. The only reason why I think that is because Michigan's undefeated. They're going to be a top-10 team. Maybe. You had number three, number seven, number eight, number nine, number 12, number 13 all lose yesterday. Michigan's going to be in the top-10. Yeah. And so they are going to be probably a two-score favorite, which is fine. Ooh. Zom's drinking the Kool-Aid now, too. Hey, I'll drink Kool-Aid <laughs> with you. That's kind of what I'm drinking anyway. And um, it's, it's funny you say that, Zom, because a couple of people on, on the Twitterverse has also said the same thing, that Nebraska, there's no reason why they can't win out. With the yardage, with the way Martinez has been able to throw and use his legs, the amount of rushing touchdowns he has and rushing yards, and the way we've been able to stop the run. Yep. That's a good recipe for a win. It is. Against better, you know, the back half of our schedule, it, some of the better teams. And let's talk about Iowa for a second. So Iowa, they won fifty-one to whatever, fifty-one to seven. But if you look at their field position, it's because of their defense. Their defense yep. is getting them field position, getting them turnovers. I think they had five or six turnovers. And how? And Maryland four interceptions thrown by uh, Tagliavoa. I mean, again, he was on a graphic that he's one of the best in the in no, the big had one before the game. And, and so it's Tate exactly. Thorn, and then yeah. so it's just I don't think. I don't think Maryland is that good. I don't think Iowa. Iowa's good. They are not that good. I don't think they are a top gonna be five the, they're team. They're going to be in the top four. And the only reason why they're not a top five team is because the lack of offense. They have not had a tough schedule yet either. So yeah. I do think their defense is good. There's no doubt their defense is good. It's going to continue to be good. So I see Iowa and Nebraska being a low-scoring game unless our, unless our offense – can do what we did yesterday, and our offensive line can do what they did yesterday against a team like a good defensive team like Iowa. Well, and in a game like Iowa, end of the year. Yes. <laughs> Love it, Ryan. I like Zom's comment, too. Um, the thing we're going to have to be careful with in Iowa is they don't, you know, they don't turn the ball over a lot. They don't get a lot of penalties. Yep. They're kind of a lot like Northwestern. They can run the ball pretty well. Hopefully we can shut them down. Yep. We cannot turn the ball over in that game. Yep. If Martinez isn't throwing interceptions in that game, if we're not putting it on the turf, I mean, which we've been pretty good about, yeah. I think. Well, the thing about last year, that loss to Iowa, we lost by six. We're in a drive to win the game, get a touchdown, win the game. We're inside the 20, I think it was, well, just outside. One mistake on the offensive line, we didn't block. The one guy running towards Martinez, we didn't block. He went untouched. He hit Martinez, he fumbled the ball. Yeah. 
And people wanted to blame Martinez for that, but that's a game we should have won last year. Exactly. In the last three years, 12 points between the, the last three years against Iowa. Six, yeah. three, and three. So Iowa is not destroying Nebraska. And some of the worst years we've had as a program, they're still a good football team because they do play fundamentally sound. sound. But if we play fundamentally sound like we did yesterday – on both sides of the ball, we will shut down their offense, and we have every opportunity to put ourselves in position to win that game. Yeah. And again, it's gonna it could be a top ten win. We'll see how they do against Penn State next weekend. Nelson is playing lights out. We're so, gonna yeah. We love him. So Ryan, you mentioned it's it's it feels good to be proud of the program again. Hundred percent. I've always been proud of the the players, even when they don't play well. You know that they're not doing things on purpose, but to see them come out and handle a Pat Fitzgerald team that nobody beats them like that. Nobody rushes on them like that. Nobody gets 620-some yards well, on that team. Especially, you know, after a, a couple of tough losses. Yes. we stayed resilient. Guys haven't given up. Guys on that defense haven't given up saying, hey, we're doing our job. You're uh-huh. not doing your job. They're saying, we're doing our job. What can we do to help you do your job? Yep. D- you know, things like that. So do we need to... Get a sack. Do we need to get uh, you know a three and out? Give yeah. you guys better field position. How can we help? And it's just everybody on board now. So so Ross, not only put not only did you put a little extra sugar in your Kool Aid, but I think you put some whiskey or something in your Kool Aid as well. So we run the table. We win the Big Ten and first three loss team to make the playoff. Man, that'd be that'd be fantastic. There's, I don't I don't want to quite get there yet, but if we have three losses, I don't think we're getting the playoff maybe, no matter what. Uh, unless maybe if it was eight or twelve. Teams. Unless there's a lot of just pandemonium. In college football throughout the next six weeks, which there kind of has been, there has been. You said um, all those teams losing yesterday. So I don't know. I again, can we win out? Absolutely. Will we? I hope so. I, I think if nothing else, I think we win four to five more games of our last six. We played like that last night. I mean, there's a lot of people I'm talking to, and they're like, "Why don't we play like this all the time?" And I'm like, "Well, it also depends on your opponent." It does. Um, we did not play down to our opponent yesterday. We felt that whole homecoming weekend and the crowd and the thunderstruck in between yeah, third and, and fourth quarter everybody just buying in and i thought Gary saying, let's win this game and yep. take it to the next game like if we do that then yeah we have a pretty good chance to win a majority of these games i thought garrett nelson was he looked like he was about in tears when they showed him on the sideline during between the third and fourth quarter he was he was holding his hands up rocking out he just he felt the emotion. I think yeah. everybody was so excited, so pumped on the sideline. We have not seen that. I do in going in between third and fourth quarter when they played jump around in Wisconsin, and Michigan was beating Wisconsin yesterday. They played jump around. The Michigan players were over by the student section, jumping up and down, going like this. That's and funny. I'm like that's funny because they're just mocking the hell out of the students, and yeah. most of the students were jacked up. I'm like you guys are getting your butts kicked, yeah. and you're still happy. Good for you. Um, but no, I think. I think we Michigan Michigan's going to be potentially a huge. Today was a or last night was a big turning point. Next weekend is going to be even a bigger turning point for this program and Scott Frost. I think we win outright. The spread's probably going to be two touchdowns. Is my guess. You think two touchdowns? All it could be thirteen points, maybe thirteen points, but I'll say. And I'm only saying that because they're going to be in the top ten and we're three and three, Mm -hmm. and they're undefeated. That's the only reason. Otherwise, if you're watching the film and Right now, if you're watching film, then you would probably maybe have a three-point, three to six points. I'd say that's probably nine and a half to ten and a half, something like that. We'll see what happens. Um, All right, let's get back to the question earlier that was asked about uh, Yant. 
Um, we did talk about him a little bit already, how excited we were to get him in the game. Let's talk about our running backs in general. So last week, last couple weeks, we've had Ramir Johnson kind of that number one guy. Yeah, We've I mean, seen Sevian Morrison good. in the game running hard. Ramir Johnson not only is a fast guy, but he runs hard. He, he is – his first couple of years in Nebraska, I thought that he was – Four and a half little, is what it opened at. Wow, okay. So I'm a little surprised by that. I told you I it like be it that though. much. I told you it wouldn't be that much. I like it. Um, I think Johnson runs through guys. He's not just running into them. He is initiating contact. He is trying to bowl over these guys when there's not a lane. He's trying to get those extra yards. That's what I love about Ramirez. I see a lot of that in Sevion Morrison as well. Sevion does he's not afraid to hit guys. He's not afraid right. to run them over. Yant, obviously not afraid to run them over. But we talked about it with Carriker. Is is it Ramirez or Ramirez? Well, I think at that point it was Morrison. But is Ramirez one and Yant it two? It was probably Irvin at that time. Could have been. But is is it one? Is that our one and two? Is Yant a number two guy? Yant and Ramirez, Thunder Lightning. I love it. I, I that, that very well could be it. I That's mean, actually, pretty well stated. They, I thought it would be Step that way, but it, it really hasn't been. Nice uh, thing about Step is he's a sophomore. Yeah. He's still got a couple years. He they said they said that what they're seeing in practice, what they're seeing on the uh, on the field as well, is just that that improvement, the consistency. They're not yeah. seeing that from Step, and that's fine. Step's going to get his chances. He will, and um, he was he was hurt in the spring, so he didn't get as many reps early. You yeah. know, yeah. I, but I think I would be happy if Ramirez and Yant are one and two. I'd be happy. Yeah. Again, every, we talked about having that one guy that you can rely on. If we have two guys we can rely on, I think one of them Ramirez is going to get more reps, and he should. And it very well could be a three-man system where Ramirez and Morrison are our two top running backs as far as the high yardage. Yance generally not going to run sixty-four yards. No, <laughs> against no. really any defense. But we opened some big holes. He well, hit the holes, and, and so do other running backs. You know, he might need a bigger body like type guy like him against Michigan. Yeah, running the ball. Yep. So. Yeah, it's gonna be really interesting with the game plan because it always seems like they change it up a little bit from what you you'd think or what from they week did the to week, week before. Um, been pretty consistent with Ramirez these last few games. Yep, sliding Yant in is definitely a a wrinkle that maybe we can yeah have turn into another wrinkle for next week. So yep, and it was it was either Ryan or, or Ross that mentioned that you know this yesterday was one of the first games where we're watching the game where we're like. But I didn't see that play coming. Like we we were not predictable on offense. A lot of times you see that predictability coming. Uh, you know, it's third and four. Martinez is going to run it. But guess what? Is he? I don't know. Yesterday you didn't know because we had guys. Yeah. Uh, we had running. We had running. receivers running the ball. Well, we had we running had, backs. Yeah. So you just it was. Or a we had very, him throwing the ball or whatever. It was it was. Unpredictable offense yesterday, which probably threw Northwestern off too. They're probably like, we hadn't seen this on film. Like, what no. the hell is that play? It's been consistently a Martinez keeper. Yes, and Kyle Yant is a Big Ten running back, hundred percent. He is a bull. He's like a Ron Dane bulldozer. He's a big dude. Um, who else was a bulldozer that we used to have on our team? Um, Gosh, there's been a couple. We've had a few. Corey Ross, I'm, 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 I'm Corey Ross, Amani Cross, Amani, who, yeah, who I would. Corey think Ross, Amani Cross. Yeah, Yant's gonna help us down by the goal line. Absolutely, I think that's that short yardage. Even though Zom, we did see uh, Ramirez Johnson or no Sevion. Take it in in short yards. We've seen Ramirez take it in in short yardage too. I mean, those he guys, did too. those guys are running hard. I mean, they are they're pushing, and they're, I think they have really strong legs to help them get to that next level. Um, best game that you've seen the program play under Frost again, uh, Ryan. I think 
It's not just because of the way, not because of the score or the fact that we beat Northwestern. It was the way, the way we won the game. Yeah. We won it by helping ourselves instead of beating ourselves. Exactly. Finally, we did not beat ourselves in that game. Um, let's see. And we just never let, I mean, we never really let our foot off the gas. I mean, we got up and we just kept going. Yep. I know uh, maybe their game plan a little bit was, well, their defense has been so good. We, you know, we, we don't want, we'll, we'll kick off to start the game instead of taking the ball. Yep. And get that crowd into it. And instead, we throw a 70-yard pass and get the crowd in it. <laughs> It's yeah, it's great. Yeah, I think uh, you know a couple comments here about Yant, just about our running backs. I mean, you talk, think about Ozigbo too. Like the bigger backs in the Big Ten generally work out a lot. I mean, you have guys that can run through a, a solid defense, which is what you're going to get out of the Big Ten is a solid defense. Yeah. And, and we have that now. And again, even Ramir Johnson and, and Morrison, those guys, and Irvin, I think he's going to get there once he's back from injury. Guys that can run over the defense. And Step is there too. Step is a guy. He's a bigger guy. He's a strong back. He can run through. So. <laughs> Nick Zom's gonna faint if uh, we get a Yant in at fullback and Ramirez at running back. Man, I would love That'd that power. Sweet. Please give me a power eye. Well, this year, even, please, just even, once. Even if uh, it's a two back, uh, I mean, I'd like to see it as a an eye back. That'd be awesome. Maybe a, a two back, but lead block kind of a situation yeah. or triple option out of it or something. Or like an offset, yeah. That'd be, that'd be um, offset eye. Um, you know, Zama, and another way I would put it is I, my, my pants might get a little tighter. Um, <laughs> as I saw someone say last night when we started running the option again. Um, it's just a thing of beauty. I mean, that game last night was just – it was a thing of beauty. It was. It was just – I was so happy. It was I fun. couldn't to go to bed. Game. I was so excited. And not saying that these games where we've been close haven't been fun. They've been kind of stressful, and then we lose, and it's, it's almost worse than getting blown out, yeah. like we've said before. But it's actually just fun. Watch a game. It was like, fun, like it used to be. Yeah, Ryan. We we mentioned a little bit earlier too that we had no penalties in the first half. I mean, we were we played mistake free football. That's going to help you win games. Our special teams, we didn't have to use them, so we didn't have to have Oliver worry Martin, about <laughs> Oliver Martin fair caught every ball, no problem. And and so some people didn't like that because he did, we did catch. We did fair catch it a couple times inside the 15. Once at the six and one maybe at the right. 15 or around it. I didn't so much mind that. Uh, there was one time that he fair caught and he had some daylight or he had some space in front of him, but with the mistakes we've been making, keep it simple. That's when he caught that the six. That is what I, I was saying to people all week. We just keep it simple. Yep. Just, just don't even try to return a kickoff. Don't try to return any punts. Just fair catch them and, all. And when he caught that ball at the six, yes, he had room to run. But I was I was watching very closely. I, I replayed and I said he had nobody blocking for him. Yeah. There was three defenders coming down on him, and, and maybe one guy blocking. He he was not going to get far. So I understand the fair catch. Now a lot of people are like, well, why don't you just let it go? Well, again, I mean, maybe it ends up at the one. Maybe you maybe it goes out again, of the end zone. Right. But I would rather have a fair catch than potentially, you know, try to return it, get a fumble, or try to return it, get no yards. It's really not going to be a whole lot of difference in field position to me. And and, and especially how we're moving the ball. Mm-hmm. We you know we didn't really need a, a spark at a punt return. We didn't Just take need, it. We're moving the ball anyway. We didn't need punts. We didn't need we field goals. Guns. And a lot of people were like, oh, maybe that's Scott found a, uh, a formula for winning games. 
Don't use your special teams. Don't punt and don't kick field goals. We didn't need them. So and why? So we punted and then it went 84 yards. But my God, that, again, that punt, I was out of my seat freaking out. I, I, I've never flipped out probably that much on a special teams play in my entire life. Uh, even when DeMorne, even when Pearsonell was returning yeah. kicks, like that was just, it, not only was it exciting to see it happen, for Nebraska, but it was exciting to see uh, it was a Price Strip. I can't remember how you say his I name. Strip. William. Name. His name is William. It was exciting to see him. He ran down the field, and he was super excited. Well, and the coaches have been saying you know, he had the seven-yard punt last for, week. Right. He had seven <laughs> Somebody texted me and they go, "Was that the same guy that had seven-yard punt?" And I said, "Yes, it was." He's averaging um, forty-five yards his last two but, punts. That's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> so no, just the the coaches Frost has been saying. These guys boom the ball in practice, yeah. and we just need to translate it to the game. And man, he boomed that he ball. Did. He boomed. It. I and was just maybe it was the team was clicking on all cylinders, and there was just a little bit less stress on him. And he just said, "I'm going to send it." Well, and he had hang time too. It's not like it was a, a line drive because that return guy not only moved out of the way fairly quick, but our defenders were down there fairly really fast. I mean, too, right so. when he kicked it, that crowd just erupted. Oh yeah, he just booted <laughs> it. Um, another thing I liked seeing yesterday, and they mentioned it. Um, I think maybe in the broadcast, maybe post game, um, but after Yant, I think it was maybe after a sixty-four yard run or one of his one of his good runs, maybe maybe a twelve yard run. He's coming off the field, and Marquis Step is the first guy there to greet him on the field. Yeah. Him, I mean, I think we're starting to see some of that continuity on offense after last night, and I think maybe this week leading up to it, the last couple weeks, you're starting to see – we talked about that leadership on the defense, and what we need to see on offense is somebody step up and get that get that offense to come together as a single unit like the defense has. Right, not and like that guy's taking my snap. Yeah, who's going to be that leader? I think Step is a good leader. I think he is a great guy. Everything I've heard about him coming from USC is really good. Um, and you saw it on the field yesterday. And I think we're starting to see more and more of that the last couple of weeks on offense is we are f- starting to find some of that leadership from somebody other than Martinez in that huddle. Yeah. I'm could it be sure Jurgens? Could it be Toure? I mean, I don't. it could be Omar Manny who doesn't play every snap. I mean, somebody, they're clicking. And they're finding a yeah. way to come together and say, this is not about me, it's about us. What do we got to do to win the game? Yeah, and maybe it's some of those offensive linemen taking responsibility for not be, you know, playing as well and just saying we're going to work harder to be better and guys are buying in mm-hmm. and they start looking better Yeah, and it's just getting the flow going a lot better between everybody. Well, even, even as they talked to the offensive linemen in the, uh, the week leading up to the game, they said like Frost has been on us. He has been oh, more involved with the on. offensive line. Again, we've given Greg Austin a hard time, and yeah. I, I don't regret that at all. I think... Scott Frost getting more involved in the offensive line and saying you are making these changes or else could have happened. I don't know. But you are making these changes because we got to see improvement. We got, um, was it Newley, uh, the German? That's the guy. Yeah. The left he, guard. Yeah, yeah. He got he in the game. first Yeah, guard. he was playing. Um, we made two critical changes on the left side of our line, and that, and was, that actually, was the difference in the game. Potentially the biggest change moving – Corcoran to right tackle because that has been sorry, but that has been probably the worst position. And that Piper over there is struggling. No, it's Ben Hart. That's struggling. Fifty-four. He's still got a lot of improvement to make. Improvements to make, but that movement, making that switch, uh, I think that was probably the biggest. And just getting a big body Teddy in there, and a guy with something to prove. He said guys have gotten opportunities, and you know 
not trying to hate on them, but they haven't made the best of them. So somebody yeah. else is getting an opportunity. Absolutely. So and, it, and it's hard because I think I think Ben Hart again. He's a guy that has so much upside to him. Right. Um, whether he's just a little bit slower off the ball or um, maybe just footwork, it could be a little bit of everything. But again, you're talking about development, which is why we've hammered Greg Austin is that development side of the ball on the offensive line, and we saw first guys make their first start yesterday that played great throughout the entire game that that's the development that we should be seeing so again we can harp on greg austin still and up to this point but if that's his him developing those guys again so we're seeing it so those other guys that maybe are making some of those mistakes what is that what is that really telling us i don't know maybe that's just a mental thing well, and even, even Yant getting in the game, really, for... I mean, he probably played in the Fordham game a little <laughs> bit, but getting a real first first taste of Big yeah. Ten football, and he made the best of it and put himself in a position that he earned himself some playing time down the stretch here. Anybody wants to say that the walk-on program is dead or the walk-on program <laughs> does nothing for Nebraska or anybody in the country, look at who's playing on our team and look how many walk-ons we've had play not only this year, but the last couple of years that are now successful, maybe have scholarships, have earned a black shirt. We have a ton of walk-ons playing for this team that are being, that are successful. Right. And it's, you know, you can get all the scholarship offers in the world, but if you want to play for a particular team and you get know, maybe them. you're not getting scholarship offers and you just want to walk on to Nebraska because that looks like, get them cool, Nebraska that boys. looks like a cool place yep. or, you know, whatever. I mean, it's where it works. It does. Yeah, Ross made a couple comments here. So Toure is always open. Toure, he runs really good routes. Again, he did he it does. at Montana, um, so he he's no he's no slouch. He knows what he's doing out there. He's he's very he's very good at read. Again, he made the adjustment on that very first play of the game. That wasn't a great throw. It was a deep throw, but it wasn't it wasn't, it wasn't throw, on target. It, wasn't, it was it, it, it was seventy it was seventy yards. So yeah. I mean, it was, it was still or fifty in the air, whatever. Whatever. It was. Still a heck of a long throw, and he made the adjustment to the ball, and that's what he provides on this team is that be able to make the adjustment on the route, in the air, to make that catch. So, yes, he is open a lot. We're able to hit him a lot. Levi Falk, Falk, yeah. Um, Levi Falk, man, we talked about him last week or a couple weeks ago. Like People on Twitter are like, why is Levi on the field, isn't that? He's like, they apparently don't want me to play. Yeah, they don't want um, to be good, I, I want him out there. Levi Falk Whoever's is a stud. He's, he's got, want, whoever can block, make plays. He's got good hands. And can catch the ball. Levi's got good hands. Yards Wyatt, after catch. Wyatt Lever I mean, has good hands. Uh, I think Levi had a catch yesterday, too. Our receivers have good hands. Guys that can block, catch the ball, and make good decisions. Whether it's get out of bounds, um, and apparently yards after catch, or even just you know go run your route past the first down marker and catch yes. it and get a first down. And apparently running the ball now as a receiver. Sure, so that's cool. Throw it in there. Sure. Oh man, guys, this has been fun. Yeah, next week, fun. four and a half line, four and a half point favorite we'll is see. Michigan next Let's week. See where that ends up at. See how it goes the All rest right. of the week. Um, I don't see it getting probably more than six if it's starting at four and a half. Um, I'm very excited about this I'm game. Very excited, um, and I think everyone should be. I think let's get out there, let's get this dub, get a top ten win, get her done. Beat a ranked team for sure. <laughs> yeah, beat a three three loss uh, ranked team. So all right. Again, I'm Matt. I'm Jimmy. We are two average guys. Thanks for joining in, guys. Thanks yep. for all the questions, all the comments. We enjoyed it. Have fun and listen to a little more Thunderstruck. Go Big Red. See you next week.